You are in for a treat today because joining me is my good friend, Tara, who is a registered clinical hypnotherapist. She's also a Reiki level two practitioner as well. And she is joining us all the way from Kelowna, British Columbia in Canada. So a little bit about her is that she actually helps people heal from trauma, specifically childhood trauma. That is where her specialty is. And she can actually use hypnosis to help heal addiction, anxiety, fears, weight loss, and can even help others stop smoking. It is really incredible. She can help enhance areas of your life, such as sports and motivation. And there is like, honestly, after speaking with her, I don't know if there's anything that she can't help you with. It's really incredible. So I'm happy to have her on this podcast today. And we're going to explore the world of hypnosis. All right. And she's actually going to give us some tips and tricks too, that will really help you decrease your anxiety and decrease your stress and to help you start healing now in your daily life. So are you ready? I know I am. It's all starting right now. Tara, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, thank you so much for making me your first podcaster. And I think that for a lot of us, the topic of hypnosis is so incredibly fascinating. So, but before we get into like the nitty gritty details of hypnosis, I want to learn more about you. So how did you start getting into hypnosis? Yes, good question. Um, So about four years ago, um, I was in a pretty tough spot. Um, I was dealing with some postpartum, some depression, some anxiety. Um, and at the time I just wasn't aware of what was going on with me. And I just, um, I knew it was a bit of postpartum cause I had my second child. So I knew there was a little bit of that going on, but there was more things happening and I just, I just wasn't sure what was going on. I just was in a really bad place. Um, so of course when we tend to be in this position where we're just not sure what's going on and we seek outside the box. As I say, I, I began to self-medicate a lot with alcohol because um, I had two young children. I had like a brand new business that I had started. And uh, at the time, my husband, the father of my children wasn't around. So I just had a lot on my plate and I just wasn't feeling like human. Um, so I had went to the doctor um, of course, the doctor said I was just fine. So that's, again, why I said I ended up self-medicating. And I was trying to figure out what was going on with me. And then I ended up finding out that uh, anxiety ran really huge in my family, which I'm like, oh, cool, because no one's ever told me about that. But apparently, like, everyone on my mom's side, she has three sisters, all have, it's like hereditary anxiety. So, like, here I was struggling with this anxiety and all these other pieces. And I, and I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to handle it. So, of course... Um, fast forward, um, I also, my marriage wasn't really in a great position. Another thing that was just weighing on me, and it's funny how when we have all these things going on with us, we think there's something wrong with us, or why me, or all the things that are going on. And so it took me a long time to kind of start weeding out all the problems um, with the anxiety bits. Again, lots of people have no idea that they have anxiety until they're, you know, told that this is what you have. And it's like, oh, well, that's what I've been feeling for so long. Um, and a lot of people have no idea what these feelings feel like. So anyways, fast forward, um, I just knew that there was a lot of things I needed to change. I wasn't happy in my career. I wasn't happy in my marriage. Um, I wasn't happy with this newfound, um, alcohol addiction that I thought was actually helping me cope, which was really actually not. Um, 
so yeah, fast forward, I was in a, a marketing company at the time and we did a lot of uh, personal development and they brought on this hypnotherapist and I really resonated with him. He also talked about, he also uh, kind of was in depression, addiction, all the things. And uh, he found hypnotherapy and it literally changed his life. And he has now not only changed his life, but he changed many people's lives. And so, of course, I followed this guy and I listened to him and I just thought, oh, this is so cool. And I'd never really, I everyone's heard of hypnotherapy. Like my dad went to hypnotherapy for stop smoking when I was like a teenager or something. So you hear about it, but it's not really huge. And even back then, this is four years ago. So it's, it's bigger now, but it really, same thing. It's not like you've heard one of one out of five people have heard of it or any, or whatever. So anyway, so I'm listening to this guy and I'm thinking like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the guy I need to see. And uh, so it turns out I tried to book with him. I couldn't get in and I'm like, what? And so it actually worked out even better. His ex-wife, it's really interesting. His ex-wife, they run a practice together. So they're still really good friends. Um, they have a, this hypnotherapy practice together. And he's like, oh, I can get you hooked up with her. And I said, yeah, like that sounds great. So it actually aligned even better is um, I don't even know that him and I would have worked properly properly together. But so I aligned with his ex-wife and her story was like very similar to mine, like lots of childhood trauma, addictions, um, parents that didn't really give us what we needed. Um, so we were just like, wow, this is wild. We really resonated. And I started working with her and within literally three sessions, I think we did three or four sessions within six months. And within that time, I was able to completely stop drinking. I was 30 days sober for the first time in God, I think it was like 10 years, you know, that I hadn't, I hadn't been like alcohol free for. So I just really, um, that blew my mind because of course I thought, Oh, like I was at a point where I needed to try anything. And, um, because I was also really open to it, I find that allows it to happen a little bit more. Like if you're kind of not sure about hypnotherapy, it might be a little bit more challenging, but I was open to it. I needed a change. I needed to do something different with my life. Um, so yes, four session, I stopped, I was sober for 30 days. Then on top of it, um, hypnotherapy isn't just about the change or, um, changing the thoughts and habits, but it's also about developing a new habit and incorporating affirmations and just kind of like believing in yourself. So that was like a new thing for me. I had already done a little bit of affirmations and self-work, but it's a lot different when you go into the subconscious mind. You're really, really, you're touching right at home and getting to the nitty gritty of the things that you need to work on and deal with. So she taught me a whole new approach. Um, and then from that, like I said, we're talking three to four sessions. This was not a long, long time. This was a few sessions in a short span. Um, and it just rocked me. It changed my life. It made me realize there was a time that I really was yearning for something more again in this weird depression addiction era that I was going through. Um, I knew I needed to do something. I, I was like, I've always been yearning to do something more. I knew that like the universe was calling to me, you need to do something with yourself. Like you need to change lives, but you're like, okay. Like, I mean, it seems silly at the time, but I knew that there was something more for me. I just didn't know what. So again, after I started doing the hypnotherapy, I started being called to other things. Like I was really interested in Reiki, um, just more like, uh, like oh. self-healing. There's so many questions. Like number one, I love how the synchronicities have happened, you know, to get you into hypnotherapy. Yes. And then with the three to four sessions, were you just focused mainly on 
you know, the sobriety or were you also focused on the anxiety? Did you focus on more than one than the other or yes. everything? So I would say they're pretty interrelated. And again, I'll probably touch on this a lot. So Ooh. not only did I realize, obviously, like I had an alcohol addiction, um, I've struggled with addiction in the past as well. So it wasn't like a big surprise. Uh, both my parents are alcoholics. So it's like in the family. So it wasn't really surprising to me. But what was surprising to me was that this anxiety bit that I've been feeling probably for like my whole life. Um, I also have really bad ADHD. Um, and I, I really love these two subjects and I, and I love when I get clients on this because again, addiction and ADHD, there's just so much stigma around it and everyone that has it feels like there's something wrong with them or why me? And like, I'm not enough and all these things. And I really, I'm the opposite. I actually feel like I, I don't know that I could do my life without ADHD because I can touch on so many things. I can multitask. I can have my hands in 10 different things and I can be just fine. I'm super organized. Um, so again, it's trying to find um, your superpower in these diagnosis or the things that you're struggling with. So the anxiety and the ADHD and then the alcohol addiction are all very interrelated is the problem is, is when we're not knowing what's going on with us and then we begin to self-medicate. Um, that's when we start to have a problem. So the hypnotherapy showed me to kind of go inside and do some healing. And a lot of the time our addictions come from not being healed. Um, so that was kind of the, the three sessions showed me that I didn't need alcohol to be good and like, and just feel like I needed to feel. And I think I wasn't ready to, um, cause I, I have a bit of childhood trauma as well. And then with the addiction. So I think I had some stuff I needed to work on. So the hypnotherapy taught me to feel again and that, and, and what it was like to feel. And then from there it was like, okay, so now I know I have these problems, this anxiety, what does that feel like and how can I fix it? So these sessions kind of gave me a chance to, I guess, go inside see the things that I'm struggling with and then figure out a solution. Um, so that was the first time that I'd done that in probably my whole life. Um, because most of the time as humans, we have these issues we're struggling with and then we either self-medicate or we just choose mm -hmm. not to deal with them. Um, because that's the world we live in. Let's just sweep everything under the rug and pretend that we're perfect. Um, and you know, post all the beautiful oh, things yes. on social media. <laughs> and, and especially and, spiritual people, you know oh, what I mean? Yes. Because you know, majority of us have had that traumatic childhood. We've had, you know, like, man, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what kind of life I signed up for, you know? So <laughs> that, that's so interesting that you could actually use hypnotherapy to overcome some of this because, you know, there's a stigma attached with it. You know, like every time I hear or used to hear of hypnotherapy, you think of, okay, they're going to teach me how to like bark whenever that there's like a ringing, you know, the ringing yes. like, well, I'm going to quack and stuff like that. But like, you're like, wow, you're hitting on such deep, profound things. Like, okay, you can, you know, possibly help with anxiety with, you know, trauma, you know, unresolved, you know, situations that need healing. But like, what is like a session like? Do mm -hmm. I have to like go to sleep? Like, is there <laughs> a pendulum that you put me to sleep with? <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that. So Yes, you can use a pendulum. And it's funny is I don't use a pendulum with everyone. It's kind of like, another thing too, is like to use a pendulum, you have to be pretty close to someone. So it just depends on the feel. I like to feel my clients out. Not everyone's the same. Some people are going to be really weirded out if I bring out a pendulum. Um, and I don't want them to think of that stereotype. So I don't use a pendulum with everyone. Uh, the odd person, if I feel like they're going to be really into it, it is really effective, the pendulum. 
So as you can imagine, um, when you swing a pendulum or anything else, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, a biggest thing about hypnotherapy is eye strain. So just oh. as soon as you start to begin to have eye strain, so like opening and closing your eyes multiple times is going to make your eyes tired, right? Feeling heavier. Same with a pendulum. When you stare at a pendulum and it's swinging over and over again, you're going to feel dizzy or lightheaded or your eyes begin to feel heavy. It's all the same thing. There, It doesn't really matter what you use, although people right away are like, oh my God, she's swinging a pendulum. Here, she's a witch now. Um, <laughs> Love it. I like, like the witch. Anything shiny, like literally we get taught, it's just a shiny object is really at the end of the day. And again, all it's doing is causing eye strain for you to to feel eye strain, for your eyes to feel heavy and tired, for you to get into a relaxed state. So again, hypnotherapy or hypnosis is literally just like, it's a trance. And what is a trance? Well, a trance is just like a really relaxed state of being. So people that meditate know what this is. People that don't, the best way to describe it is, you know, when you're about to fall asleep and your body feels really heavy um, and you begin to start to nod off, um, you're kind of like calm and at peace. So that's the exact feeling that you'll start to get right before you go into trance, into hypnosis. All it is, is your body is really heavy. You feel so relaxed and you don't have that monkey chatter going along in your brain. So what's monkey chatter? Monkey chatter is that consistent ego, the thing in the background, always talking, always questioning everything that you do. That's a monkey chatter that we like to talk about. So a monkey chatter, what happens in hypnosis is we quiet it. So all we're doing is quiet, quieting the ego, the monkey chatter, so that there's basically should only be like one or two thoughts coming in. It's really quite quiet. And that's when you can go inside and really do the work. Um, when you're in, uh, so a conscious mind is the monkey chatter, the ego, your conscious mind, your everyday mind. When you go into hypnosis, it's your subconscious mind. And so that is where there's not consistent ego, like ego can't be in there. Um, the odd time it will kind of come in and try to play trickery on you, but you kind of know when it's happening, especially when you start to begin to be in hypnosis more and more, you, you, you just learn to kind of shut it out. Um, so the subconscious mind, a lot of people don't understand what that is. The subconscious mind is where you store 95% of your beliefs, your stories, your memories, your wow. habits. So this is why when people um, tell me a lot of the time, I think like NLP, I don't know a ton about it and I really want to start learning more about it. So NLP is very similar to hypnosis, but it's on a conscious level. So it's similar to, I guess you could say like psychotherapists, counselors, what I call that is like talk therapy because mm -hmm. it's really helpful. Like I never will downgrade a counselor. They're amazing. Everything that they do is incredible. But the thing is they're doing it on a conscious level. So they're not actually in your subconscious mind. And so this can yes. be the problem for dealing with trauma because most of the people that have had trauma, they bury it and you cannot yeah. access it on a conscious yep. level. You just can't because we've got blocks, we've got resistance. Um, so the only way to get into the root, into the like real problem is to go into the subconscious where the 95% of that stuff lays. So this is again, like um, a lot of people think, oh, hyp hypnotherapy is a little bit expensive. It's not covered quite yet by benefits all to come. I'm sure in the future, it's, it's yes. more and more people are seeking it out. Um, I, they estimate, I think in the next five years, I think it should be covered by benefits and it will be just like natural. Ooh, it's going to be 
it's going to be one of the things it's just like it's going to be like acupuncturist we like nobody's going to have a stigma i don't think around it soon because people are starting to awaken they're starting to to realize that like you you can do a lot of work on the conscious level but not as much as you can when you go into the subconscious mind and just in case we have some that are still like a little apprehensive right is it completely safe yes yeah, so know, like- yeah, uh, talk this, a little bit about that. Yes, like, is it safe okay, not to be scared? And it, will it, like, who will it work for and who will it won't work for? Like, I know you probably have stories of people that it's kind of difficult to put into hypnosis, maybe. Yes. I don't know. So, again, so yeah. yeah, talk about That's that. This is so fascinating. Yeah, so a little bit more about um, the hypnosis. So, one, like you talked about earlier, is, like, there's such a big stigma about, uh, uh, it's actually called a hypnotist. So what people don't realize is a hypnotist is actually a little bit less schooling. A hypnotist is not a therapist. They're very different. Um, A hypnotist is about like, depending on where you take it, you can probably become a hypnotist online for like in one month. Like it's an online certificate. I'm not saying that they don't can't do work. They can put you into hypnosis. That is what you learn. That's what they learn. Um, But they aren't therapists. So they're not in there to go into the subconscious to, to reprogram or like deal with trauma. That's not their job. Their job is solely to entertain. So stage hypnotists are people that are doing that, uh, make you act like a chicken or a zombie or whatever the things that I've never been, I've never been to a stage hypnotist, but I get multiple clients coming to me that have been like, Oh, well, I've seen a stage hypnotist and I wasn't (sighs) hypnotized. And I'm like, okay, so that's lovely, but they're very different than what I do because one, they're, they're dealing with a large group of people and it just is a little different. I think their approach is different. The idea behind um, the entertainment purpose is different than someone like myself. I'm one-on-one and I'm going in to help people heal. It's just, it's a very different subject and topic, but people lump us all together. Um, So I like to always talk about that because I'm not here to mess around I'm not here for entertainment purpose I'm here to help heal people like I don't take I I don't take my job as a joke or anything so I always like to tell people there is a huge difference um Mm. I went to school longer I learned a lot different approaches it's it's just very different you're Um, like a hypnotherapist as opposed to a hypnotist yes okay and two different things the process is hypnosis Yes. So a hypnotist is very similar. They are, again, they're taking you the same steps. They're, they're putting you in a trance. They're putting you into hypnosis. Then what they do is just very different. They're not there to heal. Hypnotists don't generally heal. There is the odd, like the States is also a little different. Um, I'm in Canada. So there isn't most hypnotists are only like stage entertainment purpose here. There are the odd um, hypnotists. I think that do act as therapists, but I, I don't really know how that all works. Um, it's just way different, less schooling again, um, and usually a different approach. Right. Um, so I just like people to understand that that's very different. Um, I'm losing my train of thought now. And what's the di- <laughs> I totally messed you up. <laughs> what's the difference uh, between, oh yeah, you were asking me, can all people go in? How does that look like? Okay. So another thing, a fact and myth. Uh, you will never go into hypnosis if you don't want to. You just can't. Ooh. It's like a universal law. So if you don't want to, you're not going to go in. Um, we actually, it's we ask. I always ask my clients if I, I, I have permission to hypnotize you. So if they say no, then we can't continue with the session. Um, also, I do past life regressions. And that's another oh, thing. Yes. Interesting. I have to ask the soul's permission. And if it says no, you just can't go in. 
It's really that simple. So again, touching on, you cannot go into hypnosis if you don't want to, if you haven't given permission. So no one can do anything to you that you don't want to. It's a bunch of BS that I know that there's a movie on Netflix that I actually watched. It's about a hypnotherapist who it's a little different too. It's not just a regular hypnotherapy. This person um, does like uh, some sort of like crazy subconscious reprogramming and they implant memories and it's like crazy. Like, first of all, nobody's going to do that. That's actually illegal and you could lose your license and it's just weird. Like that's, oh like that's kind of crazy though. That, can, that is actually possible though. It okay. So implanting memories is definitely possible. That's how, um, how effective hypnotherapy can be. Um, if you think about it again, when we're in the subconscious mind, you're dealing with memories and stories. So one of the jobs and one of the things that hypnotherapists do is we do subconscious reprogramming. So what that means is I'll take you to a traumatic event, say in your childhood or whatever it is, like a accident or something that you're struggling with in this day. And what I can do is I can change the story. So I'm not giving you false memories, but like, I'll ask you if you want to change the story. And if the client agrees to then, so say we'll do the healing. So I'll just give you an example. because otherwise it might be a bit confusing of my personal. So my parents used to fight a lot when I was a child. So I went back to a memory where they had this really bad fight and um so i was able to we always go back and we do a couple things we do healing so what is the problem like that's happening how can we make you feel safe and secure so i wanted my parents to know how they made me feel for that memory in that time because i was a child and i should no child should have to go through that so i was able to tell them on a soul level how it made me feel and of course that's relieving because that's like healing and letting go then it was time for me to forgive my parents for not being able to be the best that they could at that time. So again, just reminding all of us that we're all doing the best that we can in life and that they were probably not given the tools that they were. They had a really rough childhood as well. Um, So just reminding myself in that moment that they were doing the best that they could. They didn't want to hurt me. So again, I'm forgiving them. Then I'm forgiving myself for allowing that memory to carry on in my future to let it affect my daily life. So forgiveness, forgiveness, letting go. And then it was time to change the story. So what does that mean? Well, uh, my hypnotherapist at the time asked me where I wanted to go. Where do I want to go? Anywhere. If I wanted to go anywhere. And of course, I chose Disneyland. And Mm. how do I want to get there? I wanted to ride a unicorn. So I rode a unicorn to Disneyland. And what an experience that was. So now in this memory, yes, I have some trauma, but I healed it. I feel better about it. And now when I think about that memory, I think about going to Disneyland on a unicorn. Oh, wow. So moving forward in today's, like today, um, when I think back to that memory, I don't feel hurt and sad anymore. I feel, um, I feel relief. I feel healed. And then I think about going to Disneyland on a unicorn. So I feel a bit happy. So that is like, um, that's changing the story. That's that subconscious reprogramming. Now, yes, there's been some crazy hypnotherapists in the past that might not do what they're supposed to do, but that's every Mm -hmm. single job. So again, yeah, I would say if you're going to look into a hypnotherapist, find someone you feel like you trust. Obviously it's the right of fit for everyone in every single career or anything. Obviously you're not going to go to someone. And if you feel icky inside or your intuition is telling you, no, probably don't go to them. Um, 
Yes, I feel like because you're holding space, you are as the as the hypnotherapist, like holding space for someone, and they have to feel comfortable enough with you. I feel to at least to even get to that, like almost like meditative state, if you will, to get into that hypnosis state, and then also to you know re-experience maybe some trauma or like a challenging you know situation. So I feel like you definitely have to be drawn to that person to be open because I'm assuming that if you're not then that can definitely impact your session and your healing and things like that. Right. Like if you're not comfortable with them. Well, I don't would say it's just like exactly why we all have websites, right? Like, I mean, nowadays you should be able to look at someone and sense whether or not you feel like they're the right fit for you, whether it's their, the way they look, they sense, they feel. And again, cause you touch on this all the time about intuition. And this is another thing too, is like, we all know what is right for us. So if you're feeling not right about seeing someone, then just find someone else. It's really that simple. But yes, that is so true. Again, if it's not the right of fit, there is a possibility you won't go into hypnosis and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you just got to try it. Um, another thing though is, is like I said, you might be open, you might be willing, but you not, might not be ready to go back. So this is another thing too, because I do get the odd person that comes to me. They say they're ready. They want to work on this. They're, they're open, blah, blah, blah. And they can't go in. Um, and what does that mean? Like, can't go in. So I would say that like 95% of people, or maybe even a bit more should always go into a trance. So you're going to feel relaxed. Your body's going to feel heavy. You're going to feel good and calm, but you might not be able to go back to do the work. You might not, whatever symptom you came in, we might not quite be able to figure out why it's there. And that sometimes just takes more than one session. So again, like we talk about, someone knowing someone and trusting and being comfortable it's really tough for some people to do that in one session so that's also like for me is like i like to think of it as an experience so not thinking that you're going to come to me in one session and be fully healed because that's probably ridiculous um are you going to feel better and maybe not have the symptom that you came with that day yes more than likely but it's like everything else it's like it's it's a process i would say at least three sessions for you to feel something and know that it's working um so again the first session might just be allowing you to feel trust and comfort so it is really Mm -hmm. hard to go to someone that you just met and tell them oh well this all this trauma happened to me and now go ahead and go in your go in my subconscious mind well yeah not everyone is like at that level so is it true that they're not going to go in um no they'll probably go in but they just won't be able to do as much work the first time now don't let that like uh derail you from hypnosis or hypnotherapy because it sometimes it just takes people a little bit more time then i have clients that come to me the first time and they go into a past life regression they do seven different childhood trauma memories like some people just can do it a little easier it's just yes like I noticed that too, because I'm very like vocal about like my trauma and things like that. So I feel like I would have a good experience even in just like one session. I feel like I would definitely need a lot more, but also um, I've noticed in a lot of healing that I've done is that I might have this traumatic experience or the situation in my mind, but that's not actually the core of it. Yes. When I start into that, I'm like, oh, wait a second. It's actually stemming from, and I kind of connect the dots a little bit backwards. Have you noticed that happening? Yes. So I like to say, and it is very true, and I will not lie about that, is sometimes with hypnosis, we do open the floodgates. Sometimes you can tend to go into something and you might find something else. So that is the challenging part is when 
someone is worried about funds or money around it, it's like, I personally will try to meet people however I can, like, cause I don't think it should be about money. I think it should be about the healing is like, we all need the healing. So say you need five sessions versus one. Okay. Well, like, let's work out a deal so that you can get it. Let's not worry about the money because that's what people worry about. So the thing mm -hmm. is you might go in for one session, say you're going in for anxiety. Well, guess what? Now you found out you actually had some childhood trauma that was causing you the anxiety. And maybe we have a couple more sessions to do. So yes, a hundred percent. I would say it's just like anything else though. Like if you're going in to do the work, to do the healing, there's no way you have one thing to work on. Like, I'm sorry, right. that's just next to impossible. We're all human. And again, touching on this again is like, I've been working on myself now for a couple of years. I've done years worth of hypnotherapy. Do I go in and just go to one thing and I'm healed? No, I'm still like consistently finding things. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a running, running list of things that I have to work on. So knowing that you're probably not going to come to me and just be completely healed and in three sessions and never want to do hypnotherapy again, you're probably going to find more things that you're going to want to work on. So just knowing that when you healed one thing, there's probably going to be more and that's just life. Um, but yeah, knowing that most of the time people come to me with the symptom or an idea of what they need help with. And I would say 80% of the time it's not, it's not what they came to me for. And so I'll give you a couple examples of that is, um, I actually had a client recently and it was weird within one week, I had two clients with the same symptom that I've never got. Uh, they had a fear of falling and I'm like, this is just wild because I thought, well, I must, I must have to learn this for some reason. And so both a fear of falling or fear of heights. And so it turned out, so the first client that came to me, um, came to me and said, Oh, I have this fear and I'm worried and I can't hike. I can't take my kids. And it's like crippling my life. And okay. Oh, like, let's get like, let's, let's heal. Let's get going on this. So I take him back and he couldn't really go anywhere. It was really interesting. Like he actually went to, he was like sitting on a cliff looking down and that was about all we got out of it. And then it turned out, we're just like kind of weeding through his subconscious. And well, it turned out he had quite a few big decisions to make. So one, a career move two, his marriage had ended, but he was like not ready to leave. So a bunch of pretty huge life changes that were about to happen that he couldn't navigate or wasn't ready to deal with. And so really what the fear of falling really meant was he was about to take on or like, I guess, jump. He needed to jump into all these opportunities and changes, but he wasn't ready to do it. So he was in real life. He was sensing this fear of falling because he wasn't ready to like, wow, to like what were, he wasn't ready to admit that he needed to do these things. And so it was really funny because it really had nothing to do with fear of falling. It was just that he needed to take on these things and start the motions. So yeah. yeah. So he came out of it going, okay. So like he already kind of knew that he needed to do these things, but it was like, he needed to be, he needed confirmation. He needed the subconscious mind to like tell him that this is what it was. So I kind of had a good chuckle about it because that's another thing. Most of my clients come in with these things in the back of their head that maybe they didn't tell me. So most of the time we have the answers. It's just sometimes we need confirmation from someone else or from the subconscious mind because we're not sure. And so this is why I say you could come to me with one thing and then it will actually be something completely different. Um, so wow. this guy got the clarity he needed. Um, and then it was like his fear of falling was gone. Oh so, my gosh. 
Yeah. Wow. So, so now I know that that's like actually a metaphor. Um, cause then I had another client come to me for the same thing and it was almost exactly the same. She also was trying to make a career move. She felt really stressed out about it. Wasn't sure if she was ready. So I already kind of knew that that's what it was probably going to be. So it helped me kind of cut to it a lot faster. And again, she left without a fear of falling. So it's just knowing that not always, um, we might have a symptom in this life. So an anxiety, a fear, a something, but most of the time it's not actually what we think it is until we go into the subconscious mind. So again, touching on the anxiety bit that I talked about earlier for me is like, I had a, I struggled with crippling anxiety. I used to get anxiety so bad sometimes that I couldn't manage. Like it would just come upon me. Um, I I would have racing thoughts. I would feel like out of breath. I'd be like anxious. And I feel like I couldn't move forward. And I never understood what that was. And most of the time for me, I found it was just a lot of like inner healing that I needed to do. Um, So whether that was in my childhood, because I've done a lot of childhood work, um, inner child work. And now I don't get the anxiety. Like I really don't. My anxiety, I used to get it, I would say three to five times a month or more, really bad. Now it will come over me and I just address it. So now again, I've done the inner work and I've got a bit of tools to be able to recognize when it comes up for me instead of allowing it to like ruin my life. Um, So I really want to talk about that now is I find everyone has some sort of anxiety. Like we're all human. We are overstimulated, overworked. We have too many things going on. And yes, that does cause a lot of the anxiety that most people are dealing with. But really, it's going and wondering and looking, what is coming up for you? And why is the anxiety happening? So I teach this to a lot of my clients, um, is it's really important when we're coming up with these, these feelings, emotions. So whether it's anxiety, fear, depression, it's kind of all the same. So when it's coming up for you, because it's not going to be always consistently there, it's going to kind of peak out and how you react to it and how you solve the problem is going to be how you can move forward with lessening the symptom. So anxiety, when it comes up for you, just recognizing that it's there. That's the biggest thing is most of us come, we have these symptoms and then we push it away. Again, like we talked about, shove it under the carpet or go have a drink or whatever you, it is that you do. Yes. Like for me, I used to get anxiety. And so I would work out. I wow. Would that's, hey, I wish I had that one. I have like uh, sugar addiction. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm an emotional eater. So well, and, and I, I mean, me too. Like definitely. Well, I wish I, it was working out. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I have that bit too. And I think that that's again, just a human reaction. It's just like anything else. Like uh, some people drink, some people eat, some people, whatever. And I'm not saying like I always worked out, but for me, I was like, how do I get rid of this icky feeling, right? Like yes. anxiety is a yucky feeling that takes over your body. So for me, I would just, first of all, wrong move. I would be like, F you. And like, instead of addressing it, I would like get mad at it. And actually yes. that's the opposite of the thing that you're supposed to do. Um, so like I said, I was, I would get upset at it and then I would push it away. And I thought that that was, oh, this seems to work. No, it doesn't because I'm actually not addressing what is happening. I was just pushing it away. So how are you supposed to ever resolve anything if it's coming up, if you're just pushing it away and getting angry at it? So one of the hypnotherapists that I've worked with too, she taught me something that was really, really cool. And I do try to teach it to a lot of my clients. Um, And whether it's 
doing it the way that I do it or the way that she does it. We do it a little bit differently, but it's very much the same thing. So again, when the feeling or emotion comes up, stopping, recognizing it, that it's there. So anxiety, high anxiety. So I don't want to feel that. So how do you want to feel? So if it's fear, anxiety, depression, whatever it is for you. So recognizing that feeling, I'm, I'm assuming you don't want to feel that way. So how do you want to feel? Think about it in that moment. Well, I want to feel happy and excited. I don't want to feel anxious. So I'm thinking about how I want to feel. And then I'm telling that problem. No, stop. That's an old way of thinking. We're all grown up now. And I want to feel happy and excited or whatever oh my it gosh. is. I can't even tell you like how much this is resonating with me right now because I come from like obviously like a very traumatic background, right? My husband, complete opposite. You know, I know that my perception is distorted because I can hear like that's the problem right now is I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, seeing things a certain way or, or, or like a different way. I'm seeing through my, um, my traumatic lens from my unhealed lens, so to speak. Yes. And so many times my husband will be like, why are you choosing to, you know, see it that way? He's like, you are actually choosing to see it this way. He yes. Was like, he was like, why are you making that conscious choice? Like, and especially if I get mad at him and I'm like, oh, well, you did whatever, you know? And he was like, why are you seeing it that way when you could be seeing it this way? And like for 10 years of being married to him, he's still like almost like coaching me through That's that. That's incredible. Good for but, him. Yeah. It, it's really cool. But like in my mind, I can't, you know, yes. see it a different way. Yes. And I feel that's where like a hypnotherapist would come in handy because they are guiding me and helping me, you know, as a professional to yes. try and, you know, retell that story in my brain. Sometimes when he tells me this, I can see it and I can try and change it. But then sometimes like, I can't, I literally cannot see it another way. Like, I understand he's kind of right, but like, you know, almost like if you want to see yellow, you're going to be seeing yellow, you know, if yep. you're, you know, dead set on it and that's exactly what's happening. So I think that that's what you were talking about. It's like, this, you know, trying to change that story in your mind. Well, this is a thing. And again, like I said, if you haven't been taught how to do this, like, how would you know? Like, I mean, it sounds so simple, but obviously it takes time to implement this and like do the thing. So I, like I tell my clients, like I can give you a lot of stuff um, and like homework and tips and tools, but if you're not using them, then yes. I can't kind of like forward you in the, in the proper motion that you're supposed to go in. So I tell people that I'll do what I can do, but if you can't continue to do the work, unfortunately, hypnotherapy is one of those things where it's not just what I do. It's actually what you do after as well. Um, so yes, I teach my clients this. So again, recognizing the feelings that, that it's there. So whatever that gross feeling is uh -huh. that you're thinking about feeling right now, how do you want to feel? So changing it, how do you want to feel? And then another thing I've been teaching people is write it down. Why is it coming up for you? Like, I want to know, cause it's coming up for some reason. Is it from unhealed trauma? Is it, are you being triggered by someone else's reactions? I, I want my clients to sit down and think about it because most of the time, this is another thing we don't do when the anxiety, the fear, the depression is coming up. Why is it coming up? Yes. Stop and recognize it. Write it down. When yes. did it come up for you? X, Y, and Z. Was that person triggering you or were they triggering an old response? These and are the things. 
I really want to um, kind of a great example of that because I was walking down the stairs and it was the middle of the night. My husband had gotten up in the middle of the night. Now, this is my second husband. We've been married for almost 10 years now. Right. And as soon as we were coming down, I was coming down the stairs. My heart, I realized my heart, I had this anxiety. I felt like my heart, like, what is it like going into my throat? Yes. And I, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was almost like frozen. I can't even tell you like all of the these emotions that were coming. And I know enough to be able to tune in. Right. And I was just like, why am I feeling this way? I don't understand. And all of a sudden I realized that I was taken back to a time when my first husband would get up in the middle of the night and he would be, you know, talking to girls on the internet, you know what I mean? And doing yes. like, all this bad stuff. And I was just like, all of a sudden in that moment, it came back and I had to be like, Heather, that's not him. You know, yes. that's not him. You are like triggered by something in the past. This and is what so I'm saying. That's really cool. So this is like a, a homework assignment that you would be giving to like one of your clients after a session, after a session. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So again, I think it's important. Um, more and more, we know like writing things down is so powerful. And it, again, cause we have so many things that come at us at all times. So taking a moment to write down and really recognize. So, okay. So anxiety, why are you here? What do I want to feel instead of anxiety? Recognizing that and then asking why it's coming up for you. So like you said, so now same thing, you're being triggered by an old story and old response that you'd been through, but you know that it's not true, mm -hmm. but that's the ego. That is the monkey chatter trying to come at us at all times is like the brain is really tricky and, and it is a scary thing because half the time it's against us. Our brain is always working against us and that makes it really challenging. So mm -hmm. you have to be on your game. So, um, yeah, again, recognizing why that feeling is coming up for you. Is it an old mm -hmm. story? Is it an old, unhealed, like traumatic event? And then you know. So now you've got these answers, right? So you got the answers. How do you want to feel? Why was it triggered? And now you have to decide if you want to heal them or not. So whether that is going to a hypnotherapist or even trying to work with yourself about changing those stories and feelings. Again, just recognizing how you don't want to feel and recognizing how you do want to feel. And this is like so awesome what you touched on with your husband is because a lot of the time is I get so many people coming to me with these symptoms or feelings. And it's like, why are you allowing yourself to feel that way though? Like yeah. you, you know that you deserve better. So a, a lot of the times, a lot of the work that I do also do is out of hypnosis is, you know, like talk therapy, therapists, people need to be heard, people need answers. And so I really, really love that aspect of my job as well is, so we usually talk before a session, and then we talk after so you're getting clarity. We're, we're knowing what you want to work on. And we're seeing if we can resolve it a little bit, a little bit before we go in. And then after we're having big, like results of well, what did we work on? Do you feel better? And everyone that comes out should feel better. They should feel resolved. Yes. They should have a bit more answers. So, but again, really just like not allowing ourselves to get into the state where we're like feeling depressed or anxious because like there's always a solution, always a solution, whether it's something that you need to change in your life, something you need to work on. Like there's, there's a reason why, like, and it's really mm -hmm. that simple, but we just think it's always so big or bigger than us. And, and it's not. And then again, mm -hmm. knowing that you're not the only one dealing with it. Cause again, when we're go, think yes. about when you're sick, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. When you're sick versus when you're healthy, when you're sick, it's like, Oh, poor me. Why me? I'm the, like, I, I, you just get in this, like, like why poor me? Because that's our human reaction. But yet when we're healthy, we would never feel like that. We would never think like that. 
but when you're in a lowered state you're feeling that way so it's the same as when you're allowing yourself to have the anxiety the depression the fear it's like taking over you and causing you to feel all these crappy feelings and making you not think that you could do better that you're not enough and it's like well like stop feeling that just shake it off I even I even told one of my clients because I get anxiety sometimes too but I have the tools and the know-how to not allow it to last more than five to ten seconds which is incredible so for me if the anxiety is coming up again I ask it why it's coming up and then I'm reassuring myself so for instance um I was telling you earlier before this podcast I got a bit of anxiety I got a little anxious um and I'm like why like I've done many of these it's like ridiculous and I know what I need to say so again just like reassuring myself because again the ego slips in and says like you can't do this or like whatever it's saying and it's like no I can do this and I'm gonna be great and then so you know what my anxiety went away like instantly um if it's really bad I really recommend a huge thing with anxiety is if it's really bad if you think about anxiety and it makes your body feel yucky is we all want to get, how can you get that feeling out? So honestly, I recommend doing like 10 jumping jacks, jump it out, Yes. jump out that, jump out that yucky feeling. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel really silly about it and you're going to jump out the feeling. So I have actually told a couple of my clients that too, because when you, again, it's just the same as what I'm saying, thinking about it, writing it down. Well, if you're just feeling so bad and you need to like, just get it out jump it out, jump out that jumping jack. And then you can go back and say, stop. Yes. How do I want to feel? Why did it come on? Is there a solution? This is my biggest thing lately. Is there a solution? Why are you feeling that way? Did you overwhelm yourself? Is there something unresolved lingering over you that you need to just deal with? Deal with it. Because like, it's really most of the time it's that simple. It's like, we're like avoiding this thing that's causing us to feel anxious. And it's like, Oh my God, just deal with it already. And then you'll feel so much better. Like we just do this all the time to ourselves. We're constantly putting ourselves in these scenarios and then wondering why we're feeling so bad. You know, it's so, I love that because, you know, as a psychic, as a medium, I do a lot with energy and I'm always telling people in order to like change your perspective, you know, in order just to feel a little better, the quickest is to move your body. Yes. And that is because number one, you're getting out of your head and you're getting yep. more into your body. Right. And then also you're like changing the vibration of your energy. So it's so incredibly amazing how like your world of hypotherapy totally like relates to my side, you know? Absolutely. Um, it's all about then, healing. It's all related. And I wrote that down as homework as well for us to try out. So mm-hmm. I feel like I sit here and talk to you like forever about <laughs> this. We definitely have to have you on again. Um, it's such an incredibly fascinating subject, but I love how you gave us some really down to earth approaches to try. So I just want to thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, before we um, say goodbye, where can everyone find you, learn more about you? Yes, yes. Um, so I have a Facebook page that's called hypnotic power hypnotherapy. So that's a page on Facebook. Um, I would love everyone to join. I do the same thing. I drop tips. I do lots of go lives, interviews, just trying to, uh, get all the info out there and resources. And then on top of it for, uh, participants who are very active, I give out one free session a month. So just encouraging my members to be involved. And that's what the group is for. The group is for everyone. It's not just for me to drop my info. Like I'm trying to put the stuff out there for people to have a better life, to heal and, and to know that they're not alone. Cause that is the biggest thing in, in this world right now is knowing that we're not alone. Community is so important. 
knowing that there's someone that is feeling the same way as you or that has felt the same way as you is there's always answers and there's always someone. So don't think that you're alone because that's a bunch of bullshit is there is someone that's been through it, that's been down the road. I love it. And you have as well. So we have to have you back on to tell more about, you know, more details. You gave us some today, you know, of your story, but I know your story is definitely layers and layers long. So um, we'll definitely have to have you back on. And so I'll, I'll yeah. also give you, yeah. sorry, in my bio, I don't remember if I get, but I have a website, so I'll give you the oh, link yeah. to that. Um, I'm on Instagram too, hypnotic power. So yeah, those are the places. Oh my gosh. And I will put all of the links so that you can find Tara in the show notes too, to make it easier for you. Wonderful. So thank you so much, Tara, for joining us. It's been such an awesome time talking to you. You as well. Thanks for absolutely having me on here. I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you. Yes, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate everyone that's listening in. And we will talk to you guys soon. Wow. Talking to Tara was so much fun. Now, here are a few down to earth takeaways. Where to start? There were so many. So, the first one is going to be reach out to a hypnotherapist if you're feeling like you need some help with your healing and not a hypnotist. There is a difference. Number two, recognize how you are feeling and then even write it out to see why those feelings are coming up. And number three, to feel better instantly, try doing 10 jumping jacks. Let me know how that goes. Write a comment and I can't wait to hear them. And if you would like to keep in touch with Tara, the link will be in the show notes. However, you can also find her at www hypnoticpower.ca. So that's www.hypnoticpower.ca. Hypnoticpower.ca. And I cannot wait to see you in the next show.